This is Pierre Bouvier, lead singer of the band Simple Plan. I could sing a song for you, Wine 30, with Andrew and Lindsay. Here we go. Andrew and Lindsay hosting Wine 30. Andrew and Lindsay. Through all the best and many more years to come tonight. I'm just a kid. Many more years to come. Peace. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a very, very, very special episode of Wine 30. Yes, this is the pre-mowage Wine 30. Yeah, we have this episode, you know, on Cinco de Mayo, and then on our actual wedding day, we'll also be posting an episode, so... Yeah. This one's going to be a little bit different because we um, are kind of doing like questions versus like news. Yeah. Because well, we have been traveling and have not been keeping up on the news very well. Yeah. Except for that cool lava in Iceland. Lava in Iceland, everyone. So today we are drinking a Prosecco. De Mar Prosecco which was given to us by our hotel. It is extra dry, a sparkling wine, and a product of Italy, which makes sense because they have an Italian restaurant here that I guess is very notable. So all of the wines they have are Italian. I feel like Norway, I feel like uh, New York has a very Italian influence oh, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. Or I ordered DoorDash today from uh, Bouvet. Bouvet. Um, because I saw a photo of Mary Kate Olson eating lunch there today, and I was like, that's what I want for dinner, obviously. Um, and when the guy came to drop it off, he was like the most stereotypically Italian person I think I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, my gosh. And I was like. That's great. What a, like, I don't know. I don't know why it was It was fun. fun. We don't see many Italian people out in California, so I always, like, love seeing more culture, I guess. Yeah. The first time I ever went to New York, I went to an Italian festival. Yeah. And like the food, Italian food here is like probably some of the best in the world aside from Italy. Yeah. So what do you think of this Prosecco? Um, I actually like it. I feel like, I don't know if there's anything like remarkably special about it, but I think it's just like a nice, dry, easy Prosecco. Yeah, I like it too. It's a good celebratory wine. I know that normally it costs $35 a bottle at the restaurant. Ooh, wow. So, I Fancy. mean, if you were to buy it at a store, it would probably cost you, I'm guessing, like 15 bucks because, yeah. you know, restaurants mark up. But yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's good for like if you like brunch, but it, it also is good as like a little celebratory like dinner. My one qualm about dinner. it was that when I opened it up, it just like. Very bubbly. It just like yeah. shot everywhere. And I haven't had that happen to me while opening sparkling wine in a long time. You're like time. complaining about it. I'm like, that's kind of cool though. I know. I know. Your they, wedding wine. Honestly, they be... probably purposely like shake it up a little bit before they bring yeah, it back to it's the, exciting. Like, do that. Because yeah. I know some people like love it when it. The like, only thing we were missing was like, you know, if we had a saber, you could yeah. have like cut shot, off the top. cut off the top. Yeah. Okay. So what have we been watching this week? We've been watching The Circle. Yeah. Which I watched the finale today. Andrew hasn't seen the finale. Yet. I'm going to catch up tonight. Yeah. Um, on the plane, I also started watching 
Why Are You Like This on Netflix, which I really enjoy. It's kind of my kind of show, like an irreverent comedy. It's Australian. And then I also rewatched The Intern with Robert De Niro. Fun. And then what were you watching on the plane? Uh, I was watching a new show on Netflix called Ruin, I think. Or Oh, you were watching Shadow and Bone. Oh, Shadow you? and Bone. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I said Ruin. It was basically like, I can't really recall too much of it because I fell asleep, but I think it was good. It was like mag- magicians and like soldiers, but I'm not sure it really drew me in that much. Yeah, I, from what I saw, like, glancing over, it looked like it was almost for, like, a slightly younger. I'm going to give it another audience. shot, I don't know. but I'm going to not do it on a plane, maybe. Yeah. And then the last show we've been watching recently is called Generation Hustle on HBO Max. Yeah. and Really well done, actually. I really like it. It's basically, I think almost all the people on there are millennial age, aside from, like, one or two. Um and each episode, it follows a different con artist and, like, how they con people out of things. So I know that one of our big questions for this episode, which we can talk about now, is uh, Andrew asked me the other day what type of con artist I would be. And then he's like, but don't tell me. Save it for the podcast. Yeah. So have you put any thought into that? Well, which one would I like to be or which one do I think I could actually pull off? Both. Let's hear both here. So there was a guy on the show who basically like traveled to like the most exotic places in the world and like scammed rich old men out of money for these trips basically and was funding his travels all over. And I feel like that was the coolest one because he was actually like getting all that experience versus just monetary like items. Um, But the one that I think would probably... Not be the easiest to pull off, but one that I could very well see just like spiraling naturally is there was a teenager who started like booking EDM type shows and then like a few people canceled and he was like using investors to pay off other investors so they like, could book more shows. Yeah, it became a Ponzi scheme. I feel, scheme. Like, I feel like I can see that, how that could easily just happen without you like plotting Right. To like, like you just, somebody. yeah. Like he just got in over his head. He was like 18, 19 years old and just. Yeah. Like, you know, you need to it. pay somebody. So you're going to take other investors money to pay it, but then you're not really using the investors money to grow the business at that point. But see that travel guy was really crafty because he, um, they couldn't actually nab him for any crimes because they were all done in different countries. In like different places. So the people he stole money from couldn't really sue him. Cause they weren't domestic. In, yeah. Like the country. So he's still like roaming free. And yeah. We don't even know his name. Yeah, we do. Oh, okay. Simon. Nice. Well, he went by William Bakeland, but. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So that's a really great show. If you guys have HBO max, I highly recommend checking it out. Yeah, I haven't seen all the episodes yet, but I'm going to, we're watching them I slowly. I think we have two left. Yeah. There's only eight, but yeah. you can't really watch like more than one or two at a time. That's true. Um, so what I've been reading, I've been reading Egret Suko, Meet Her Friends. It's like one of the comic books they added on Hoopla, 
which I always say Egretsuko, but then I saw something where they pronounced it Egretsko. Oh, okay. And now I'm like, have I been saying it wrong this whole time? Maybe. Maybe. Um, because the character's name is Retsko, and then it was just adding like the yeah, at the beginning. Egretsko, so. yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I'm also starting Man Enough by Justin Baldoni, which I talked about last week. And then I also brought along this book called The Dating Plan. And that's my other read that I'm working on this week. Oh, that's nice. I read a new comic book called Die, Die, Die. Wasn't that great. Well, it's the art's kind of nifty. I did not get very far into it, though. I did see that Voyage to the Stars has a comic book now. That podcast we were listening to. Oh, yeah. I I really want to. So now I really want to check that out. There's supposed to be a big comic book store in New York that. I think the older I get, the less I enjoy gruesome graphic Mm -hmm. novels. Like, I prefer, like, more, like, witty and, like, artistic. So, like, when I was a kid, you know, my brother always reminds me, oh, yeah, he uh, picked up a Spawn comic book. And I'm like, I don't, I mean, I enjoy Spawn just because of its nature, Mm -hmm. being an independent comic and whatnot. And I think it's creative. But I wouldn't, like, pick that over some other things I can think of, you know, like I'm more of like an earth sea guy or that's a, a novel though. Still. Yeah. So see, I like things that are like dramedies, I guess. Like I like a little bit of comedy, a little bit of wit. You can throw some like mystery or thriller in there. Oh yeah. I love mystery. Yeah. Yeah. I want it to be more like comedy drama versus. I really would like to find a good mystery to watch what have you been playing um i played some animal crossing very nice on the plane and then i've also been playing some best fiends which i'm gonna i'm gonna take a second to talk about best fiends because they're our sponsor for this episode and you know your closest friends are always there for you when you need the most you know good times bad times between times they've got you and that's kind of like how best fiends is No matter what you're going through in life, you can open up Best Fiends and it's there for you. And this is perfect if you love solving fun puzzles and there's a ton of different variety and strategy and you'll get like, I don't know, like a sense of joy from passing levels. I think it's really cool. There's already thousands of levels to solve. Andrew's mom is almost on level 4,000. I've been trying to catch up. It just but, keeps going up and up. But she is like, that is my goal is to someday like surpass her and be like, I did it. I won. So my favorite things are like the super cute characters you can collect. Rue is my personal favorite. Um, so let me know what your favorite character is if you start playing the game. And if you end up loving it, like... Don't blame me because I know you're going to. So download the five-star rated puzzle game Best Fiends free today on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's Best Friends Without the R, Best Fiends. So what have you been playing this week? Uh, I did delve into a little bit of um, Zelda Oh, Breath Hyrule. of the Wild. I didn't play Breath of the Wild. I play Hyrule, oh. Castle Hyrule. Or oh, whatever. is that the one where you just like fight the different? Yeah. I didn't really get play that much of it, but it was a good time passer while on our flight. That's, I mean, all you can really ask for, right? Right. 
Um, so do you have any interesting news that you want to talk about? I know that we've been watching a little bit of news. I mean, I thought Icelandic thing was kind of uh, the volcano. <laughs> I have a question. Do you think that New Yorkers like Cuomo? I think some do. I think a lot of them don't. Yeah. Um, because I, I think know, it's mixed. I know sure. when Cynthia Nixon was running, like I followed her campaign quite a bit and there were a lot of people that did not like Cuomo. Yeah. But I he, think he's no very one. similar. I don't know if he's similar to like Gavin Newsom in a way, like the same amount of animosity maybe, mm-hmm. or I don't know. I think New Yorkers kind of want to like a tougher government or a tougher um, governor maybe, but I thought he was kind of tough. I don't know. It's hard because he's of, tough in certain aspects. We're not from really this side of the others. country. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not so familiar. Before we answer some fun questions, I do want to talk about our other sponsor for this episode, which is graph Lance. And you've probably seen on our Instagram that they sent us a bunch of their Merino wool felt pieces, which we were absolutely blown away with how incredible it is. And we keep gifting more and more of it to our friends and family. Every time there's a birthday, we're like, we got to buy them some coasters. We got to buy some trivets. Like we were just super, super impressed. We got this wine carrier that is made out of Merino wool felt and it keeps your bottles cool, but it also protects them from wicking any condensation. So if you set them down on a table, you're not going to get the condensation from them being cold, which is super awesome. So it's the perfect thing for when we can start visiting friends and family again. And, you know, we can just like bring bottles with us anywhere we go. I've been using some of the Merino wool felt coasters and trivets around the house. And I love how like beautiful they are, but they also are like a natural surface protector. So it's keeping our table from getting like gross and grody. Um, so I just love everything they do. They're stain resistant. They're super absorbent heat resistant, non-toxic, just luxurious and durable. And like I said, they make the absolute perfect gift and they're made from the most sustainable fibers. And that's something that we love, especially since they're made from like a small, like place in Los Angeles. And that's awesome. They have a lot of other sustainable home goods as well as their New York times approved masks that we talked about last time. And you can get 20% off with our exclusive discount by using the code WINE20 at checkout. And that ends May 30th. So once again, 20% off with the code WINE20 at graphlance.com. Shout out to Graphlance. Andrew loves them too. I really enjoy them. Yeah. Like that's one of those things where I will literally continue to buy from them for a very long time. Yeah. So... You want me to hit you with some questions? Yeah, hit me with a question. Okay. These are um, all relationship-related because it's our wedding week. Oh, okay. Nice. So, you know, you got to gear up for these. What word do you think best describes your significant other first thing in the morning? Um, crank. No. Cranky. No, I'm just kidding. I just wake up cranky. No, she always wakes up very, like, serene. Do I? I think so. You're always, like, you kind of remind me of, like, you know when dogs wake up and they can't quite open their eyes? And they just, like, stretch their little bodies like, out. <laughs> they're just like, do I want to wake up? Eh. <laughs> well, I don't know what the word is for it, though. Um, like, groggy. groggy. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay wakes up groggy. I do wake up groggy. <laughs> it's fun. Andrew just wakes up, like, 
energized. <laughs> Bouncy. Like he wakes up in the morning and like he'll take his time getting up. But the second he actually like gets out of bed and goes in the room, his brain is going like a million miles a minute. And he wants to like talk about all these existential questions. And I'm just like, it is early and I am not awake yet. And you're just ready to go. He's asking like political questions and like life questions. And I'm like too early. Yeah. I'm still groggy and he's energized. Yeah. She just wants to like, you know, stay in bed. (laughs) I mean, I would love to stay in bed pretty much forever. Oh yeah. I get that feeling sometimes. Um, okay. Another question. Have you ever bought anything and kept the purchase secret from your significant other? Um, sometimes I think about that. Is it, does it count if I just don't tell you? See, that's the thing. If you were to ask me about a purchase, if you're like, did you buy this? I wouldn't lie about it. Yeah. But there are things that I purchase and just don't mention. Sometimes stuff shows up in the mail and I'm just like. Which some of it is, <laughs> some of it is free, but I yeah. do sometimes buy things usually from the Taylor Swift online store. Right. Um, She's like, I bought three. I'm like, why? You're like, I love Taylor Swift. <laughs> but like. Probably the most frequent thing that I'll buy and not mention is pretty much every time I go to Target, I'll buy a Red Bull, which I mean, I feel like you just know because you know that every time we go together, I grab one at the checkout or not every time, but she actually doesn't get it that often. We don't go to Target that often. She, she does a good job. So, um, okay. What do you think your significant other would request as their last meal? I think that you would request uh, stir fry. Really? No, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. Your stir fry is really good. So maybe when you do like a Cajun shrimp stir fry, that's, yeah. that's pretty. There, there's just so much good food out there. What about like, would you, she's not like, what would you really want? Artichokes. Like sal- artichokes for sure. Yeah. Maybe like tortellini, like a really good tortellini. Oh yeah. But it would tortellini. have to be from like. A legit Italian restaurant, not just homemade, like, tortellini. Um, I feel like Andrew would want, like, really good chicken wings. Yeah, chicken wings. Or, like, really good shepherd's pie or something. I don't think I would want shepherd's pie as my last meal, but I do love good shepherd's pie. Yeah, especially with, like, lamb or something. Yeah. Um, But probably chicken wings would be included somewhere in your last meal. Yeah, like I like really spicy chicken wings. Yeah. With blue cheese. Like um chunky blue cheese dressing. Here's a fun one for you. What is your significant other's shoe size? Uh seven and a half. No. Eight and a half. No. Nine and a half. Well, I technically wear a nine, so I technically can wear an eight and a half or a nine and a half dependent on the shoe, but okay. typically a nine. All right. So Andrew usually ranges from an 11 to a 12, depending on the shoe. But sometimes running shoes, you size up to a 12 and a half if it's a shoe that you're supposed to, like, size up. I never size up to a 12 and a half, but yeah. You have once or twice. You had a couple. Like, one brand of shoe you always size up. Well, I'm shrinking. I know. Your doctor said you were only 5'9 and a half. But they also didn't really measure you. Yeah. That so, I don't know if they were just ballparking there. I was slouching, yeah, probably. Okay. Is there a special memory of your significant other you will never forget? Of course. But give me one. Um, 
the first thing that comes to mind is you hugging Zelda's face, but <laughs> I don't, I don't think that'll ever go away, but you know, there's more, but that's the first thing that came to mind. Just all the time, me hugging her face. You would always put your face right up to her oh, we, face we and like would put push our, your face against her we w- face we would, and she would go, Ooh, We would put our go, foreheads Ooh. together. It's not the foreheads, it's like a side cheek. We did like that sometimes too. You push it right up against your <laughs> head and like squish her face and I don't know. I just. That's really I know. something. But that sticks with me. Well, my memories specifically of you and Zelda that it were really special were usually involving you trying to get her to go in the water. <laughs> and in bed one time, Gosh. he like picked her up and like dunked her in the water. Oh no. And she was like, she swims. So I don't know why like she like training. acts upset. It's water training. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> but she I, loved it. And we didn't do that that, that often. Yeah. That was the one time you was really... that the time in Sacramento when there was this cool part of the oh the river where you could walk all the way across the river yeah and we were trying to get her in the water and like walk her out and then like let her go because it was shallow enough that we could stand in it yeah so like if she did start going under then we could like help her but she started struggling like really fast so we did not make it out very very far well the thing is she would get like just above her knees and be like Nope, not doing it. Yeah. But the thing is, she swims or she swam like really well. Yeah. She just really missed that like dog. Him. I know. Uh, so. Okay. I have two more for you. All right. And then we're going to wrap this up. So what do you think is the most important part of a marriage to concentrate on to keep it stable? Uh, honesty. I mean, we're not married yet, so I don't know. But I would imagine like. And when I say honesty in a marriage, I mean like. Also, including withholding information See, to a certain do extent. Do you want to know what I was going to say? Not all information. Because like, what, yeah. what I had to Go say ahead. kind of fits in. I was going to say open communication. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like being open in sharing your thoughts and feelings and things that are going on. It's not like, about sharing every no, thought but, because you don't want to be like but being, squirrel, squirrel. But, but, but being you want able to, be, to openly communicate with your partner, I think, is very important. Right. You want to be able to be like... I'm feeling this right now or like, I don't know, like sometimes if something gets on your nerves, like it's easy to tuck that away Mm -hmm. and forget for a while. And like, it's the little things that build up, I think that can destroy a relationship. Yeah. Um, And I think marriage is kind of like a tag that you put onto things. So it's not, it doesn't necessarily change um, the relationship unless you let it right. Mm-hmm. Like it only changes how people view your relationship. But I think what you have can be really strong before and after. But I also think the label of marriage can cause a rift. Yeah. So you have to be, like you said, open communication. I think is really important. Okay. So last question for this episode is which cartoon character would your significant other be? Because we last week we talked about what people would play. Cindy Lou Who. You think I'd be Cindy Lou Who? Who was There's barely two. two. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. <laughs> it fits perfectly. Santa? <laughs> yes. Is that She you? was very witty, though. She was like very like on 
on her toes, you know, like she didn't, because the thing is, is you wouldn't want to like be like, you're not saying it. Like she didn't say that. She was just like, kind of like, you know, the werewolf. Yeah. The werewolf thing. Like what big teeth you have, right? Like grandma, right? Yeah. So it was kind of like the same kind of character. You know who I... Little Red Riding Hood would also look at You know who just popped into my head for you? I don't know. Is that... Gastoff. You mean Gaston? Gaston. No. No one does it bigger than Gaston. I was going to say uh, the brain. Oh my gosh. You think I'm a mouse? Well, I think you're a mastermind. That's like your personality type is you're very... I'm an architect, not a mastermind. They're interchangeable. Different sites call them different things. But I feel like you're just very like smart. But like, you know, that that doesn't just because you fall into a certain personality doesn't make you smart. Right. I know. Okay. But I'm saying like, you're very like logical and like a problem solver. And I feel like the brain. She thinks I'm not human. You know, she thinks I'm inhuman. Well, you think I'm a who? They're not human. Who's are awesome though. What if I was like, you are like Horton. Horton, here's a who. I love Horton. I love Horton too. But... (laughs) We could write a Dr. Seuss book. Easy. I could have been like, you're the Grinch. <laughs> I like the Grinch too. I I do like the Grinch. That's was, a great movie. Yeah. But anyway. That's fine. I like the brain. Brain's fun. We will talk to you guys in just two days on I our know. wedding day. Yeah. For another episode of Wine. A little special 30. episode. All right. Until next time. <laughs>